starting the Sunday call for Wednesday, UK. So, yeah, we don't have Scott today, so it's going to just be a little bit more of a free-form conversation. So we were talking a little bit about kind of continuing to look and uh, discern while we're kind of partaking in things that we find, you know, enjoyable. But so still enjoying them, but also being able to spot some of the dangers with that as well. Yeah. Now, and I find it interesting how you mentioned the breath, because it, it is way, way more consistent to just find enjoyment in it. And it's also kind of like a skill to to make it enjoyable. It it's it's funny because it's like at first when I was first starting, I was like, oh, am I basically gaslighting myself into liking the breath? And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Like you know, <laughs> this is the, one of the most wholesome, wholesome things you could do is just kind of like like breathing. It doesn't hurt nobody, and it's fine, and it's always there, which is just, I I guess yeah, dependable. Yeah. Like, uh, because back with like the coffee thing, it's like, because yeah, I have found when I go out to places and I try something and then it'd be like, oh, it's not up to my standard, but I was the one who put it there anyways, the standard. So like I've been messing, well, can I enjoy coffee regardless of where it's from? Like, can I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I got that. that's a little bit more effort. Um, or I could also just not drink coffee when I'm out in places, but yeah. But no, the breath is is really like just in like learning to enjoy it has been so fruitful and so wholesome. I I feel grateful and it. Oh man, I I get all excited talking about it. It's so it's so weird. It's like uh, I feel like a breath connoisseur. It's it's hard to talk about. I guess like just ordinary people about like, oh, you could really learn to love your breath, which is awesome because it's like, it's a part of being alive. Like it, in, I, I often think like on that moment before the body decomposes and there's death, it's like, you could still even enjoy the breath, which is funny, like, <laughs> like get one last good, like deep, thick, juicy draw in and, and, and then like, like I don't know yeah. it's just it's so awesome <laughs> yeah no it's it's a consistent friend what's interesting though is that like even with the breath right and so it is very helpful to you know when we have the opportunity to like take the long breaths that are enjoyable you know and are very like you know actually intentionally taking pleasant breaths right but sickness does come Right. So there can yeah. be situations where like we uh, you say if we have COVID or something, right, it might be a little bit more challenging to breathe. Right. So in those moments, can we still find like enjoyment? Right. And so that's where like it's nice to like take the breath and it can really helps to condition the body. But even with that, there can be moments where it's like, oh, if it has to be a particular way or what have you. Right. That can also lead to um, to dukkha in those moments. Right. I, actually, a couple of, was about a month ago, I was having actually like some stomach problems, but it was actually making it a little bit more challenging to like do like the long breaths and what have you. So it was just finding and being like, OK, I can be enjoyable with this. Just being aware of the breath, you know, right now, like is enough. Right. And just also coming back to just being like, OK, 
it is what it is at the end of the day. So even though like that was definitely a little bit more of a challenging time to like keep a, a good attitude, I still came back to that. And it, it definitely, I would say, keeping up with the practice and what have you, um, there was a lot less dukkha than there would have been had I not. You know, so kept with the practice and still return. But it is an interesting thing because there is that quality. But I do think like um, that doesn't mean that, okay, when we're not feeling that way or what have you, that it isn't very uh, skillful to still take, you know, breaths that are enjoyable and to like get into that, you know, habit and to really enjoy those. Because that, I mean, again, to what we're, we're, we're working with here is like, we're getting into a state where the mind can be really clear, where we can kind of see things. And so that also does help again with like the cultivation of being able to see things clearly. So like, regardless when we have the opportunity to absolutely go for it. And then again, even just enjoying the breathing, even when it can't be, you know, because of some physical condition, right. And still kind of taking that uh, for stock can be like helpful. Yeah. For sure. Uh, seasonal allergies at the peak, man, I'd be like, oh, I can't, I can't breathe right. <laughs> like, why are you, why are you messing up with my little uh, breath toy? <laughs> like, but yeah, I could, I could see that in that case, it's like being attached to it, the, the enjoyment of something being a specific way is, is where that, that danger is, or being attached to it, being refreshing in this way, or but thank you for that, uh, for sharing your experience, because it made that point a little bit more clear. Yeah, yeah, no, but that that is, um, yeah, helpful, though. Yeah, like what you were saying too, kind of pointing out that, like, it's the it having to be like a very specific sort of way. And that's where I, I like I like thinking about it almost like I mean, this is part of like the conceptualizing, right? But it's almost like we're taking mm-hmm. a picture of something and it's like, okay, this is how we should be when we're like setting a standard. And then that standard does mm-hmm. not necessarily align with what's going on in reality. So I think like what part mm-hmm. of, um, you know, what we're practicing here with Anapanasati is kind of coming into alignment with what is actually happening in reality. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't like, you know, actually change things. You know, um, no, again, if we can, we can change the breath to what we can change it to and and enjoy that, right? Or the thoughts around the breath of like, oh, okay, you know what? Right now we can just enjoy breathing. However, you know, um, you know, the body is kind of going to let it, right? Um, So there can still be kind of like effort there, I suppose, into breathing in a way that's comfortable. I think that's the main thing too. It's just, you know, breathing in a way that we can you know, that is comfortable, right? But that's going to depend on the situation, right? So it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the comfort, it's it's funny, because it's like, how, like, aside from when we're sick, I mean, we could even find comfort in being sick, and we could find comfort in the aches and pains of the body, but it's kind of interesting how like getting out of the kind of like you were saying the snapshots of how things should be um, affords us a comfort that kind of was always accessible in a way and how kind of unfriendly it is to 
our body or even our mind or or the the feelings to to kind of not go for it you know like like it's like dang like all this time I was going around beating myself up when I didn't have to <laughs> like <laughs> like what <laughs> it's it's very just yeah I guess I guess easier like it really does feel like a load just off off the off the back it's nice yeah yeah it's it's interesting with that because like you know in a way i like to think like okay one we actually like recognize um that this is the easy way like right effort yeah. becomes light effort like it's not like it's like oh wait a minute it's actually easier to apply the right effort than to not apply the right effort it's like easier to you know actually come back and look and see what's going on and make that discernment and and you know gladden the mind than it is if we don't right so that's actually going you know because it can be sometimes like oh my goodness this practice is so hard and it's so difficult and all that stuff like those thoughts can come up right but it's actually when you recognize wait a minute no this is the easy way uh, as opposed to the hard way you know the hard way is gritting your teeth and being like, oh, my gosh, this is so awful and everything is so terrible. Why am I sick? Oh, my belly. It is, you know, hurting. And then when you come back and you have those moments of wakefulness where it's like, wait a minute, it is what it is. You know, this sensation is merely just a sensation kind of doing its vibratory little thing, you know. So, you know, and that can help to, you know, ease the uh, well, yeah put an end to that dissatisfaction there and, and it, it does make a difference yeah and again you still do and you take care of it you see it as a warning signal like when there's actual like physical pain right and be like oh wait a minute okay maybe we do need to check this out and take those steps but there's not that mental anguish that needs to you know follow i'm not uh, confessing to be like perfect at this you know over time or what have you but it does like uh, you there's definitely a difference that that is made to like coming back as you know we continue to cultivate these skills like definitely and uh, it adds to that um resilience or like equanimity if you will of being able to ride the wave you know sometimes it's like things are going to be you know fairly you know easy and then sometimes they're not easy but we can make them a heck of a lot easier by practicing this than if we don't practice this and like again if the mind is hindered and all that stuff it's actually is not actually going to be that uh, beneficial so yeah yeah, a fun little like reminder is like you were saying sometimes so the the thought will come up that like oh this is a little difficult and and it's been like another like a high see you Mara like you know if it ain't easy no if it ain't good it's not the the method the Buddha was talking about so it's like it, this is supposed to be good in the beginning the middle and the end so if it's not that then that's not the way <laughs> at least the way that that it is talked about in the sutta so it's fun catching that too yeah yeah no that that's it that was right on point um isaiah with that like just like it, turning all of that into again it's good in the beginning it's good in the middle it's good in the end and really coming back to that and not feeling like okay when those things come up 
right? Like this is the trap that we can sometimes get in where it's like, oh my gosh, how did I get into this, you know? And then it continues, right? But when we can see that and we have that uh, attitude of, aha, I see you, Mara, that attitude of congratulations, you know, there isn't like, um, you know, we're right back to being like, okay, cool, as opposed to still continuing with it. So I find that's like really helpful, yeah, is to just be like, I mean, that helps too, I find with like, practicing and really enjoying the process as opposed to trying to hit some kind of arbitrary point in our practice right it, like i find this even when practicing like sitting it's enjoyable in the beginning middle and end of the sit right if you sit down you're like oh or or however you know one practices in seclusion right and it's like okay we get into mm. seclusion and rather than being like oh i have to sit here for an arbitrary amount of time before it gets good it can be like oh just beginning to relax the muscles that can be good just beginning to take these long breaths like the first one it's just this breath too i mean that's what it's really about too is just coming back to just this one right so as opposed to like okay i need to be mindful for the you know this amount of time and then coming back to that thought just being like no wait a minute it's just this breath and then this one, you know, that's it yeah. again and again. And that gets really helpful too when it's not in seclusion. Like if I'm out and about at work or something and it's been like, you know, a little bit because like, yeah, uh, at work, you know, things are going to come up, you know, helping customers doing all, all these different things, right? This is sort of where it can be a little bit challenging to come back. But when there is that moment of sati, you know, rather than having a remorse of being like, oh my goodness, how could I have forgotten? You know, it's like, yippee, we've remembered, we're back at it, we can, you know, enjoy this breath right now. And like, that's the attitude that I have found to be quite beneficial, you know, is to rather than, than slipping, as soon as we get that, that hit of sati, of that wakefulness of, of remembering, is, um, not to fall into remorse, but rather to come back into congratulations, come back into this is good, come back to like, hey, you know what, we're present now, and that is what is important, you know. Yeah, the the remorse, I, I really feel for that one, because it's like, and regardless of like where you at, where you're like, where we're at, or where, what feelings or what thoughts are in the mind, or that, that come up when the sati comes back, at the at the very least, it's a moment of presence that you could spend in in life. Like some people go like ten years and they're like, "Oh shit, that just flew by!" Like, <laughs> like I, I wasted it all away. But the sati gives gives a moment to just be like, "Oh, like like this is what it's like right now." Like, and time kind of like like really does lose like become a lot more looser than the like conceptual like line and the arrow that that that's pushing through. It's just like, well, this, I got to be present right now. Like this is this is the life right now, or this is the consciousness right now, and it's a uh, it it really is like a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like the feeling of appreciation of gratitude with that, and like, yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, with that appreciation, there can be an enjoyment. You know, there can be a delight. But the thing is, is it's not like a a delight where it's like um again it's it's a much more reliable right but even then yeah. right what happens is is, is 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 if we get caught in like the snapshot of the delight of being present and then that's like the standard right and then that's what can happen is then there's remorse because it's like oh this is so good 
I need to hold on to this, you know? And I suppose, like, on one hand, there can be a little bit of a skillfulness to being like, okay, let's come back, let's continue to practice and all that stuff, right? So there is a little bit of that, like, okay, cool, um, like, motivation there. But on the other hand, it can turn into a thing where it's like, we're worrying about that or like I have to be, you know, and it turns into a whole yeah. rule thing to try to hit that special, uh, you know, cookie or what have you, instead of being like, wait a minute, we woke up, the cookie's right here right now or whatever it is, you know, um, <laughs> maybe it's an apple, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but anyway, the goodie is right here right now and we don't have to go, you know, off on some long thing to go chase it, you know, it's like when we recognize it's like, okay, it's cool and we can come back to that presence. It's just the, what, what I've found, right, is it's like that, I mean, that's part of the game, right, is just like not to, um, or to recognize when we have kind of fallen into that sort of snapshot of it, right? It's like, oh, wait, there could be something that's, like, way better if I only just did all these other things, right? And then being like, wait a minute, wait, we can just drop that and come back to what's going on and be, like, cool with that. So, like, that's kind of the thing, but it's like, it's like that's, like, I mean, the thing, or it'll come back up and they'll, you know, but... That, that's the other thing with this practice I find is like that repetition that you know continuing to like work it in as um this becomes more of a skill and uh you know more of a wholesome habit that we develop right um to actually wake up and take that look and I I find that's like where the um I don't know my my respect for this um method really really comes through it's just like wow there is a thoroughness to it there to that aspect of like you've like in order for it to be implemented you actually have to remember it <laughs> like there's like yeah. that because like, that yeah. that what thinking about a lot of different like teachings or what have you it's like okay that's cool you know you can go in and read a long book on philosophy or what have you and that can be cool but where is that going to be when your car breaks down? Can you remember it? Can you have the skills to like emotionally come back and and, <laughs> and do that, right? So again, I find the Noble Eightfold Path to be very thorough. And then also it kind of, I mean, with the Four Noble Truths, I mean, I think that just um, coming to like an actual point of being like, okay, this is Dukkha. And this is the end of Dukkha. And like once you can kind of see the end of Dukkha, it's like, okay, like, yeah, there, there's not really much more else that we have to worry about. Like, and not that that's even like a worry, but you know what I mean? Like, it's kind yeah. of like, yeah, sure. There can be all like the, uh, what is it? You know, philosophical and all those. When there's Dukkha and we're satisfied, there doesn't need to be so much of a, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're just satisfied. You're just like, okay, cool. You know, and if there are questions or what have you, it's like, that's fine. That's cool. But we're not in this sense of um, unease, of unhappiness. Oh my gosh, I need to figure that out or I'm not complete. Right. So it comes back to a sense of completeness. It comes back to a sense of wholeness. So that's why, like, yeah, like really looking at those um, and coming back to that guiding compass of Duca Duca Naroda. And then having the method, you know, of the Noble Eightfold Path um, to actually, like, do that and to do that repeatedly and to actually have, like, a thorough understanding of that, you know, is a really wonderful thing. It's a, yeah. So, again, really have an appreciation for, for the Four Noble Truths and the 
Noble Eightfold Path, which is in the Four Noble Truths, but <laughs> there you go. It's great too, seeing how like the the inclination towards like the snapshotting or the inclination that this has to be hard or the inclination that it has to be complicated or the inclination that there's something to figure out or something to do once you kind of get some Dukkha Naroda. It's so liberating to see that that's not even inherent. Like that's just societal like conditioning coming through that it's like, oh, well, shit, I don't got to take that personal, man. <laughs> like, I, cause, and it's helpful too that I've noticed I have like little, really young cousins that haven't gone to school yet. And as long as they're fed, as long as they don't have like a dirty diaper, as long as their, their mom's there or someone, someone's there and they don't feel alone, then they're pretty much content. Like, like if you ask them, nothing's hard, <laughs> you know, like there, there's nothing to figure out. There's just, you know, just vibing. And it's like, it's cool to see that like, oh yeah, that's not really inherent to what it is to experience life. Like that's just the rules, the rituals, the things that you're told to do, not to do all that. That's all that, like, that's not a part of the process even. So it's nice to kind of remember that as well. It's just like, like, yeah, like you could enjoy every step of the way. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be all like a curmudgeon or like try, try hard or just like, oh, like Duca Naroda, like, oh, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it could be really enjoyable. And like, that's just, I don't know, it's so radical. Cause like you said, like, you could like most people try so hard and then they finally like realize like, they don't have to care about what other people think when they're so much like in their later years or something tragic happens and they're almost like forced into having to let go and like with this you don't have to be and it's really nice <laughs> it's just like damn like man Whoever figured this out is there. They they were pretty clever, man. They were pretty smart. They were really watching what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, no, that was well put. Yeah, and and going to that, um, yeah, the rules, rights, and rituals, right? All that kind of like programming that's in there. That's like, okay, you gotta, you know, you gotta do something. You can't just sit there and be happy. You got to go have X happen. You know what I mean? And all the different standards, mm -hmm. right, that come in. So, yeah, it's it, it's really helpful to, you know, I, I mean, that's the thing, right? So it's, it, it there is a bit of a process to it. At the same time, it's interesting because it's like, yeah, we do develop and we, we do, um, I think over time, continue to hone the skill of being able to like actually like wake up, look at what's happening and then, you know, make a change accordingly. Um, so putting in the right effort. But again, it's like we arrive back home in a way. Right. So we're arriving yeah. back home. And so it's like in a way, it's like returning back to that presence and there's a more frequency to it, I suppose, as we like practice and put in the effort. But it's not like necessarily like even like it gets um, better. Like it's like, okay, it's good. You know, it's like good yeah. when where we're just like, oh, it's good enough right now. You know what I mean? And it's 
and it's cool. Um, and we come back to that and, and we return to that and again and again. But there's a level where it's like, I don't know, like we just we develop those skills and we, we come back to that. So it's like returning home, you know, more frequently, if you will. But it's not like we're trying to arrive somewhere, you know, far off into the distance or what have you. It's just like we're continuing to develop the skills of arriving back again and again and yeah. again. But it's like the ability to do that, like depending on like our circumstances as well and the conditions that are around us, right? So that's why, again, it's really like when you go into seclusion in one way, that's like easy mode, like because it's like, oh, okay, cool. There's not like uh, all these different stimuli going on, you know, but then it's like if you go out into the world or what have you, or can you practice yeah. this and return home when you're at work? Can you return home? You know, that's like when, okay, the skills are you know, there, and there'll be different degrees of, you know, success and failure, but it's helpful to come back and to acknowledge the success and to be like, yeah, you know what, just acknowledging this current breath. I mean, because again, it's recognizing that we're setting the standards here. So when we throw up that, you know, societal baggage of like, okay, you need to achieve whatever, um, when we throw that out and we recognize, wait, we're setting the standards here. We don't need to climb Mount Everest. We can just recognize that we're breathing in long. And if we set in like, okay, you know what? Just breathing in long is just as good as climbing Mount Everest. In fact, it might even be better because we don't actually have to put in all that effort. Um, so, and you, you actually are truthfully and sincere about that. I mean, that's a really fun way to really generate pity is just be like, wait a minute, no, this is successful. This is really successful. And when you get back to like, the whole like sort of um, aspect of, of like, wait a minute, no, like out of all the things that are worthwhile, recognizing the end of Dukkha is like actually like the top, really. It doesn't, yeah. it, it, like that's it. Um, you know, you can go to all these different ends and what have you, but this is really it. Uh, you know, that really works in with that that feeling of success and confidence. But again, it's something that, you know, one needs to actually directly see and directly know, you know, here and now. So we start out with that little bit of faith, right, when we're first getting into the practice, but that grows and that becomes confidence when we see and we look and we see it again and again. We see it so clearly that, hey, wait a minute, we can change. We can recognize that right now we can put an end to the dissatisfaction. We can come back and become content really easily, you know. Um, and again, that works. That works together. So we get that that feeling of success going. We get that feeling of satisfaction going. And it's like, okay, cool, you know. And and then yeah, more and more as we practice, we can we can live our life like that. But I mean, even even the ability to come back and do that when we are in seclusion and to, and to come to that place of like satisfaction and that place of fulfillment. There are people who go their entire lives to go and climb that mountain, hit that for maybe two seconds, and then it's on to the next mountain. But the ability to sustain this for a particular period, like for, for any amount, is like remarkable. Mm -hmm. Like when, especially like when we're in and we're directly seeing this, it's like, wow. You know, there is a, there is a wonderfulness to it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like this one time I was just sitting and I was thinking like, 
Well, what is it like, you know, with like, you know, these these hopes or dreams, you know, like or these kind of aspirations or and I was like, what what is it like just kind of being honest and looking at them and be like, what what is it that that's at the end? What's the end game here, buddy? Like, like what do you want? And it's like, oh, I just want to feel that this is good enough. Like, that's it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I don't have to do all that. Like, you know, like. <laughs> like that that's all it's 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 strange because it's like but good enough doesn't come through like wanting something or wanting it to be good enough so it's like you you really could only learn by doing it over and over again and figuring out like oh like what's the right way to kind of like like you know like get back to good enough because yeah it's just like you don't get there by wanting to for it to be good enough. You don't get there by being annoyed that it's not good enough. <laughs> like you, you don't get there by just sitting and trying for it to be good enough. Like it's it's just really kind of letting it kind of like 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 Domrado says, it's not deep, you know. It's like yeah. it's really like right right here in the surface. It's just like letting it kind of bubble up and and feel that way. And it's and then, like, again, like, when it gets there, then you could really just be in awe at, at the capacity for the body and the mind to feel, really, that it's good enough. Because it's not just, like, in the body. It's not just in the mind. It feels, like, very diffused and, and like, exuberant. Like, ex- yeah. like and it's just, like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like damn, this is awesome, man. I, I didn't have to, to do nothing else but just sit here and enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and it and again, once that you know is seen, and you know those skills like you know come together, where we where we do you know again experience that, it's just like wow, this really is marvelous. Um, and yeah, I don't know again because it's it's about direct experience as well, right? I'm like, it really is the 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 pinnacle of like sort of feeling feeling good right like in that moment when the mind is clear like you know that's that's really it um but again it's so helpful i find to reliably get into you know a state like that is one one the skill to be able to see past those snapshots to see like wait a minute we can come back just acknowledge this breath just to to enjoy the muscles starting to relax and and all that stuff coming together um, and enjoying the process, right? And every, the steps, you know, that's when it's it becomes so much easier to just um, talk oneself into it. And again, eventually there doesn't have to be much talking. Um, but like, it's just like, yeah. So that's really helpful. And to recognize, no, like you were saying, Isaiah, and, and Don Morado brought this up, right? Is the, it's not deep, right? And so I really like, uh, again, Damarado is really good at like kind of figuring out stuff with language and like helping to kind of point towards things. And that's the thing, right, is because like sometimes in the practice it can be like, oh, we want to get to that super deep state of like absorption, (laughs) right? I'm going to get into the super deep state and it's going to be really profound, right? Um, But when we come back and we're like, I mean, that's not the most consistent thing, but also it might not even be the most beneficial because we're actually what, what is helpful is to have that wakeful quality as well. It's like wakeful, but also restful, right? So coming back to this wakeful restfulness and um, it's again, yeah, it's it's light. 
I mean, right? It's enlightenment. It's not enheaviment. So, <laughs> you know, so it is light. Um, you know, so it doesn't have to be like this super, you know, um, yeah, like deep. As well, too, I, I find another thing that's helpful is that kind of getting away from, okay, it has to be, emphasis on has to be, the idea that it has to be like this laser-pointed focus, right, or concentration, you know, but rather it's open, right? It's like, okay, we're aware, we know we are breathing in, right, but it doesn't have to be necessarily like a laser-pointed focus. Now, sometimes I will practice, but the difference between this is it's more of a rest. So if I do practice with like, again, the nostrils or whatever, it's more just like resting my awareness there or resting awareness there, but it's not like it has to be there. It's not like I have to force it here. It's just it's coming to a restful state and then there's the peripheral, right? But for the most part, it's actually like, okay, when we're starting, okay, we can relax the shoulders, become aware of the whole body, become aware of the whole body of, of sensate experience eventually, like that sort of thing as well. The cool thing is there are so many different fun toys and, and things to play with and to um, explore, right? Um, with like sort of delving into directly sort of studying our immediate reality, our direct experience, right? And so really coming back into that and how things are felt, you know, how does this feel? Like there's that, that level of exploration to it that can be quite fun. And again, it doesn't need to come from a place of craving, right? Or a place of, of thirsting to have all this knowledge. Actually, what's beautiful with this and what I find with um, this style, what it really emphasizes is that you don't need to know a lot, right? Like that's the thing is, is yeah. you, you don't need to know a lot. It's just coming on back, you know, with the breath, using that as an anchor to stay grounded in the present moment. And then to look at what's going on in the mind to change it from unwholesome to wholesome. And then with that, the feelings come together and then we can just look and see what's happening in reality. So, but with that, right, there can still be um, sort of just a joyful explora exploration of what is happening, you know, here and now. And, and you know, again, the Dhamma and, and enjoying that. But but the problem that comes is if we we go into that state and we're like sitting down. And we're like, wait a minute, I need to be doing something, right? There's something that I should be should be doing here, right? Like I have to do this or what have you. So I think it's cool to like again play around with some of these ideas and and what have you, right? But it, I find it helpful to do so directly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like when it comes to like ideas of dhamma or what have you, if they are actually gladdening. But when it comes to like, oh, wait, no, we have to go and do this. There's something that we're not doing here that we, we must do um, in that respect. When we're already satisfied, when we're already content, you know, it's like, then it's like, okay, what's next, you know? But it's like, no, we don't have to have a what's next. But that can be a, that can be a, a little bit of a sneaky one that comes up there, right? So, mm. but then it's coming back and being like, oh, wait, no, okay. Cool, I see you, you know. I think this is what's really helpful too with like not necessarily becoming, um, you know, enamored with the higher jhanas is rather just being like, hey, you know what? This first sort of wholesome state, this first jhana, this is good enough. Okay, we can we can come back here. So it becomes a little bit easier to, um, to maintain that 
as opposed to like, oh, well, I got into this super deep state and now there's been a little bit of a hindrance and now I'm like upset because I'm out of it or I've had to go spot yeah. the hindrance, right? So the actual aspect of spotting the hindrance, we can come back to that can be just as joyful as like the deepest state, right? We can come back to it just like, hey, this is good. This is good too, right? And all part of yeah. the process. So that helps I find with like consistency there. Yeah. Yeah, and letting that, that even that catching it, it just makes it, again, much more lighter that even that is good enough. And, and, and once you're like in that just kind of free from the hindrance, wholesome state, it makes it easy to, to just enjoy things, but also to like play around. Like, wow, there's this crazy body with all of its sensors, like this could be like a consciousness playground. Like, you know, you don't, you don't need to drop acid or like, <laughs> or like, you know, like down, a, down some DMT, but like, like just being in that wholesome state, like you could just start messing around with how things feel. And, and it's, it's awesome. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, wow, I could really play around with the experience. And one thing that like, I found is like even the perception of things are not fixed like like every everything could just kind of like start like <laughs> being all like just like wow like even the way that you know interacting with the way things look is not even as certain so how can how can the dukkha be certain you know how can the how can the how can the personality be fixed or how can these things be inherent if everything is really kind of just vibing like movie literally you know yeah. like the atoms are shaking man like <laughs> it's it's crazy yeah no like there there is when the mind is clear and you know we can see things it's really cool and just to notice like oh, wait a minute, like, they're all the, just these dancing sensations that are just, like, vibing out, like, with the body or what have you, like, yeah, just, like, again, like, oh, wow, it just these, like, vibratory things, like, it's really interesting, like, again, when you have your eyes closed and, and just sort of noticing, like, you know, okay, like, the body at first feels like this very solid thing, right, but then when you really, like, from the direct experience point of view, like, how is that? Because it's not actually, like, in your mind, you might see like, okay, like, for example, I got my hand up here. If I close my eyes, you might still see the, the hand, but that's not the same hand. That's like an image in the mind, not the actual thing. But when we're really kind of trapped, I suppose, or not trapped, but in that mindset of like, very solid, right? The idea is that image in the mind is almost the same thing as the hand, but it's not, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an image of that. And then you kind of breaking that down to like, okay, what does that really feel like? What does the hand actually really feel like? Or what do those sensations feel like? And then it's just like, you know, the actual sensations of, of the feeling, right? Or, or of touch, right? But it's like more like on and off switches, like that's sort of an interesting thing. So it gets down to like that aspect of change on like, you know, perhaps a larger scale, like, yeah, everything's going to fade away. We're all going to pass away someday. But then there's also like, no sensations in the body and all that stuff are constantly changing as well. The perceptions are changing. The mental 
um, impressions, right, are changing. So there's all these different things. But the thing with it, I think, is, again, it's not coming like, oh, wait, this has to be something that's, like, really hard to find. It's, like, pretty apparent, like, when somebody sees that in terms of, like, change or impermanence. It's like, okay, we'd look and it's there, right? And it's not, like, again, so much... It's not like a perception or whatever we're adding. It's just like, okay, this is the way that reality is functioning, you know? And so, like, what I, I have found to be helpful, though, with kind of, like, looking and through continued practice to seeing that when it comes to sort of the sensual aspect of it or sensual pleasures is the fact that, like, wait a minute, all these things are in such a level of flux that they're, you know, they aren't going to satisfy you know, like there's mm. like, it's just, you know, um, lastingly anyway, like it's like, yeah, nothing's going to lastingly satisfy. So what do we do? We just let it go. You know, <laughs> then, you know, what are you left with? Well, you know, can that just be chill? Can we be chill with that? You know, oh, so. boundless joy. Nothing out there will ever satisfy. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. So, yeah, there's a boundless quality too. um, Interesting enough, kind of going into that, because like what you were talking about, like how everything becomes, again, there's not so much of a solidness to it. It's very much you can see how things are in flux there, right? And also like the the borders, right, become um, softer. They're not, again, they. it's a really interesting thing. So there's kind of a boundlessness that we can kind of uh, start to see. Um Again, on the level of, of directly experiencing it, right? So, yeah. Because it can be helpful. I mean, it can be helpful. To be, I mean, you know, object permanence has its place, right? It can be helpful if we're driving a car yeah. or something. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get, don't want to object impermanence on the, on the freeway. Not a good idea. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it can be, it can be helpful. Um, but then it's also understanding like, okay, yeah, you know what, there is sort of a reason that this stuff directly, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do it. So then it just becomes easier to, to let it go. And just to, and then when we let it go, it's just like, okay, we can just be chill with what is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like, man, can't, can't put it any other way. It's just like... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I really like, um, I think this is kind of from the Heart Sutra or some translation, but I really like going back to the phrase of kind of going beyond compare as well. Because um, there's a level of that is kind of helpful, I find, with like, cons well, again, I'm using consistency, but to like return, you know, uh, to just kind of being chill with what is is kind of uh, the phrase of beyond compare, going beyond the comparisons, you know, like, again, we're not judging this moment uh, to the last moment, right? It's just like, okay, this one is cool. No. So is this one. <laughs> yeah, like like the sutta say, it's like uh, giving up former liking and disliking, like, just being all right, man. Like... Yeah. <laughs> just ah so good well it's been a good talk i'm gonna have to head yeah. out but yeah, i really yeah i really enjoyed it peace out guys yeah peace thanks is it i have to go to
Okay, uh, well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh, talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I was going to ask if you wanted to add anything, but. <laughs> no, no. I, I just enjoy a little bit Dharma talk. It's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All Cheers. right. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye.